a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. CP, Trevor Allen here alongside Utah cornerback Clark Phillips III, coming off of a win, 1-0 on the week. That's right. Got a big one coming up. We'll, we'll end up previewing the team down south coming up next segment. TDS. But how are you, man? You feeling good? Feeling great. Feeling great, man. I appreciate you asking. How are you doing? Not too bad. You know, college football's here, as you can tell. The grind yeah. is real. Yeah. Um, was up at Rice Eccles, as you were, on, on Thursday night, and... Um. Yeah, I was there a lot longer than I, I you know, expected to be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, same here, man. We all thought we were going to get out of here sooner than expected, but you know, with that delay, it was tough. And by the way, that was a uh, that was a good move to have you guys come off because you weren't able to see it because you were in the locker room. But there was so many lightning strikes, like really? right, at, like right over the stadium. It was crazy. There was also a fan because it was like dumping rain. Yeah, and a lot of the people left except for like the mus. Yeah, and there was a guy who took off his shirt and ran onto the field. And security get him. They didn't. They didn't get him. There was like a, a a Utah employee. It was a guy who was wearing a Ute polo and wearing shorts. He tried to chase him, but the guy like dodged him and all that stuff. And so then the guy's like, "Ah, screw it," walked off. And then all of a sudden, three cops walk out of the, walk out of your guys's tunnel. Oh, <laughs> we all know what happened after that. And so then he ended up running into the must. So then the must pulled him into the back into the section oh, off the field. He made it. <laughs> I have it on video. Um, I'll end up showing you later. It was funny because I, I, I caught it while I was in the booth, but we don't hey, want to give attention yeah. to those individuals, especially on, on social media and all that stuff. But we'll, we'll talk about it here on the podcast. During that long break, man, the fans needed some type of you know entertainment. So I feel like it was, was definitely very entertaining for the media members who were just sitting in the box because yeah. we, we didn't have to go anywhere. We, yeah. we were all in sheltered place, and, yeah. you know, drinking on some, you know, Dr. Pepper soda. I mean, they, they ended up taking good care of us up there up, awesome. up in the box. I mean, probably not as much as you guys get taken care of, especially with that new locker room. Yeah, oh man. By the way, how was it using that new locker room? It was special. It added to the experience, man. We had a lot of space. Um, you know, we offense was on one side, defense was on side, one side for, you know, game planning purposes. Mm-hmm. And just having, you know, more space and things and stuff like that, it was 
it was different, man. It, you know, because I had I didn't even get to see the other locker room, so my expectations were not as high. You're not missing much. And so, really, okay, so because you know we were like in you know basically like just you guys were in like tents. Yeah. <laughs> so last like. year was different. So when I, when I saw this man, I I was just like, this is like a mansion compared to house we were in before you know <laughs> don't they have that like giant storage room yeah that's just basically where we were at un- underneath the west side of the the stadium yeah and by the way rest in peace bouncy house you guys don't run yeah. out to the bouncy house not anymore at not at all and not at all I'm, i've heard that that's not the worst thing that has happened to yeah. utah football is getting rid of the bouncy house um first off i mean why, why don't we just talk about it right away <clears throat> you guys had a very cool I, like i got chills up in the box Watching you guys walk out. Yeah, me too. The the very first time, we're not going to talk about the delay because you guys came out the other way. But for when when you guys walk out for for the for the game, and uh, you know, just as you guys are about ready to kick off, you guys go in the middle of, of the Ken Garf red zone, so yeah. where the where the uh, field goal post is, <clears throat> and you guys of what you guys do, they they end up having cameras follow you guys. There's one who's basically back backpedaling with wit. You know, standing right there, so he, you know, he he's obviously leading the charge. And then there's also a camera that actually shows you guys turning out of the locker room as you guys are coming out. Yeah. So then the fans know because they actually show that up on the jumbotron as you guys are coming out. So we know when you guys are going to come out. Wow. So when you guys came out, you you finally got out of that tunnel and you were looking out to Rice Stadium with fans and you know the smoke coming up and all that stuff. What was going through your mind? Man, I almost teared up. My first time really seeing a full Rice Eccles Stadium, you know, fan crowd, like the entire, you know, thing. And so that was special for me. As soon as I walked, I looked up, I'm like, this is sick. You know, saw the smoke and, you know, within the smoke, I was like, as it kind of cleared up, I was able to see fans. And I'm out there looking for my mom. I'm like, where is she at? You know, and so, and then from then on, shoot, man, we started swaying. Vontae Davis was in front. Malone was in front. And we were kind of swaying, man. And, we, you know, we were turned up and. I feel like that lasted for a couple of seconds, and then we're out there kicking off. And then that that whole feeling when you guys, because uh, Weaver we were took the ball first. Yeah. You so you knew you were going to come out. All right, let's go. Let's go. What was going through your mind? You're like, you know, you you've already gone gone through all this before, but not with fans. Yeah. So it had to have been different. Yeah, it was a lot different. I, I'd say that, and just I don't know from a personal level, it's different. But for me, I guess I'm just. I didn't really get to experience the fans until, like, you know, like you said, when we were walking out of the tunnel. But after that, I was just so locked in on just, you know, my assignment, what I had to do, and, you know, the receivers on the other side. It was like, uh, you know, I was just literally tunnel vision to just my guy. I was locked in to 22, to 17, to, you know, all those guys, 14, all those guys, man. And so I feel like um, when the game started, it was like, all right, I didn't even realize anyone was in the stadium until we made a big play. Then I look up, I'm like, oh, yeah, we're turned up. <laughs> You uh, probably haven't taken a look at the uh, stat sheet, have you? No. Because I have it right here. Oh, yeah. So I know all your numbers. Let's hear it. Uh, you finished with six tackles, which you and Sewell had uh, tied for the second most. Devin Lloyd had 12. Um, by the way, Devin Lloyd was going for like the cycle on defense. The only Everything. thing he was missing was a, a fumble recovery and a safety. That's like other than basically that, he, a triple double in basketball. He right? did. He had he had twelve tackles, a sack, two tackles for loss, a forced fumble, an interception, which should have been yours. Yeah. Um and yeah, that was his stats. That's and then crazy. you ended up finishing with six tackles, uh five solo, six or one one assisted tackle. Um you had a half a tackle for loss, 
Who was that with? Uh, Nephi. Okay, because Nephi has just a half a. But then there were there were two other halves with uh, Mika and Hawati. Um, and then you had a uh, pass breakup. Yeah, and a forced fumble. Let's see. For uh, a, yeah, they, they gave that to me. They they thought it was Devin, but that was actually me. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, there was actually two fumbles in the game. Yeah. So they didn't they didn't give there. There's only one forced fumble on on the stat really? sheet. Yeah. So we're gonna give Clark a forced fumble as well. Yep, we got the videos to prove it. Yeah, because, man, I punched it out. Yeah, well, because of the helmet, right? Uh, no, or, or, or no, that was actually a different play. It was a different play. Yep, no, that was a different play. It was coming to the right sideline, and um, you know, it was like a screen to the running back, and I punched it out, and shoot, Mika recovered it. So on that uh, on that pass breakup, that was along the sideline. Yeah, um, really great play, by the way. I I, I even tweeted it out, and um. Just because it was very impressive, I thought, and I just thought, you know, a really great play because it was right along the sideline. The wide receiver could have caught it because his his uh, feet were was still in bounds, and yeah. he, he and but the ball was going out of bounds, and he could have stretched out, but you were able to get your hand in there, and yeah, and on that, um, just walk us through that that play really quick. So on, on the PBU man, so I we in practice, Coach Shaw was uh, adamant about the fact that we didn't want to give up the quick slant. Um, we also knew that they would try to hit us with double moves. Mm-hmm. Um, that was something that they hit us with last year, and then primarily because we were going to run, you know, a little bit more man this year. That would be something that they would try to implement. You know, big people formations. They bring an extra tight end, and hey, double moves on the, on the on the alert because they can block up our you know rush. And so I knew based on the you know split tendency by one receivers one and two. Um, that they would try to basically do a slant, and so part of me kind of told you know told myself I told myself, hey, get ready to break on the slant, but it might be a sluggo. Turns out being a sluggo comeback. So my man's had ran a quick slant. I broke on it. I looked to the quarterback, and he was just pump faking. So I peeked back to my receiver, and by this time he's trying to break you know on the vertical, mm-hmm. and um, I ended up doing like a speed turn. So I turned the opposite way, turned my back to receiver, found him again. And now he's breaking down at about 25 yards for the comeback. He's trying to get to the sideline. It was scramble drill. Quarterback threw a dart. Um, receiver slowed up to put his feet, you know, to make sure his feet were in bounds. He kind of tried to extend. I dove. Um, one arm securing the tackle, one arm free to try to knock the ball down. Man, I punched the ball. Accurate, you know. Yeah. And, no, it, it was a really great play. And, and, and it was funny because we have uh, stat people yeah. um, who, who actually do these stats. Um, that are like sitting behind us. So, so there's actually three rows up in the press box. I don't know if you've ever been up there. Um, it's very open. It's up on the sixth floor of yeah. the the stadium. So we're at the very very top. And the media where I usually sit is right on the front row. And then there's another level up above that that is is second level, which is like TV people and like stats people. Yeah. And then there's more more stats people up at the very top. And they have a guy on on the mic. Saying you know pass completed to so and so tackled by, and you even hear them like talk back and forth and and when when your pass breakup came up they're like wait who was that one who who ended up getting a hand on it and there was like three different people and I almost said Clark Phillips but then finally they're like pass broken up by Clark Phillips and I'm just like they had to look at the jumbotron on on yeah, the instant replay to see the number my fumble you know I forced that fumble <laughs> and I was texting Shaw I'm like his Devin sent me a text he was like. Hey, bro, sometimes it goes like that because he sent me an Instagram or a screenshot of the ESPN, you know, stat, um, and it gave him the forced fumble. I was like, damn it. But some people had actually told me that my jersey looks like a zero when it's scrunched up. It does. Up. And so 
It does. And, and and that was funny because there were some other plays Devin made where they were like, wait, who was that? Zero or eight? And, yeah. But you and Devin are also different sizes. But Yeah, and that's what I always say. But, I mean, it makes sense why they gave that to him. But I was just like, damn it, that was my forced fumble. And so that was actually on ESPN. Devin was like, my bad, bro. Sometimes it goes like that. He sent me a screenshot of it. I was like, what the hell? Because I got the video on everything. I was like, bro. Um, take a look at that uh, that uh, stat sheet. Um as far as the defense, as you look up and down some of your teammates, who do you, whose who's performances stand out that you maybe didn't think had that kind of performance? Because you're obviously locked in. Yeah. So who who kind of man, stood out where you're like, I'll man, say, I can't believe he had this kind of line? Man, my guy, you know, Nephi, Brandon McKinney. Brandon really did do his thing, man. I saw him flying all over the field, man, and stat sheet sometimes the stat sheet don't reflect as much as you're doing because sometimes you're just playing within the defense and you're doing your job and sometimes the plays that don't come your way are because you're doing your job yeah i'll say jt you know he did his thing i saw him consistently you know shutting down guys and every time they tried to come his way with a run he was shutting it down uh van i saw x making some plays i saw didn't he have a sack yeah yeah x did have a sack yeah that hyped me up man i was sitting on the other side of the you know defense and i jumped up and down as soon as he got it and so that one hyped me up man every, Shoot, all of my guys, man, I'm looking at these names. I'll tell you what, man, after that first uh, kickoff return for touchdown, I was really pulling for the kickoff uh, the kickoff team. And when Aaron made that uh, tackle on 22, that thing, that hyped me up so much. As he was running off the field, I went and, you know, tried to beat his chest. I hit him in the chest. I was like, let's go, you know, and I turned him up. He was like, yes, yeah, CP. I was like, I told you you got this. They cannot mess with you, bro. And so that, that day made me happy, man, and especially because it was the first game in the stadium. Um all the tributes to Ty. He's wearing 22. I feel like that was a big moment for him. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the uh, tribute to Ty here in just a minute. But uh, it, it was funny because when you when that when that kickoff return for a touchdown happened, and just as you guys were about to get the ball from Weber State, they then called the game for lightning delay. It almost seemed like it was planned, huh? They that was like, and and I was I was telling some of the my my colleagues up, up in the box. I said that's probably the worst time. Yeah to call a lightning delay for this Utah football program because they just gave up a special teams touchdown. Yeah. And Kyle Whittingham, you know how, how much stock he puts into special teams. Man, I tell you. So how, how mad was he in the locker room? I asked you guys after the game, and you guys kind of shrugged it off, but <laughs> um, I don't think any of you guys were on the field when that happened. Yeah. Um, at least Devin wasn't. Uh, Charlie sure as heck wasn't. Neither was Tavion, and you yeah. weren't because you're on, you're on punt. I feel like the special teams uh... – the kickoff team probably took more of the brunt of, you know, Coach Whittingham. But you know, us, when we got into the locker room, it was definitely a point of emphasis, man. It was the first thing that came out of his mouth and what the heck is going on. And so especially because it was, you know, so early in the game, man, it's like you never expect anything like that to happen, especially not out right out the gates. And so he definitely let us know about it, and he said it can't happen again. And, shoot, we didn't allow it to happen again. As far as the, the uh, defense went, you guys allowed – See, you guys allowed 57 yards rushing. You guys held a All-American, a two-time All-American, yeah. to 17 yards on seven carries. That that's that just yeah. shows. Yeah, I mean yeah. Davis is pretty good. Dante McMillan had 39 to lead the way, but that was it. And you guys also got a, a tackle for loss. Uh, Mika did on on Shahid. Yeah, uh, that that was pretty dang near safety. a safety. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, we we all thought it was too, but I guess he could have been down at the like half yard line or yeah. whatever. And and you just got to give it to him. <laughs> yeah, usually. Um, but they ended up running the ball thirty times, and only fifty seven yards came out of it. They averaged one point nine yards per carry. 
That's, that's insane, man. Yeah, that's shutdown level. That is shutdown level. Just that obviously speaks to what you guys have up front, right? Yeah, yeah. Which obviously makes your life a lot easier playing Heck corner. Yeah. Heck yeah. When you got confidence in, in the defensive line, uh, the Congo, as we call them, the linebacker crew, um, you know that, hey, I know they're going to handle their business. I just got to handle mine's. Um, uh, uh, Bronson Barron threw for 213 yards, had 21 completions. Kyle Whittingham said that that might have been a little too much. Yeah, way too much. Um, were you guys more just in the in the mindset of keeping everything in front of you, or were you guys? I mean, what was kind of the what was kind of the game plan heading into it? Now, now that the game is over, you can at least talk about it. Um, yeah, I feel like um, because it was game one, I don't, I won't say that we had the mindset of trying to keep everything in front of us. We weren't playing as safe but I feel like we were just man we were we were trying to capitalize on a lot of big plays and sometimes we gave them up I feel like um what was it that 13 what was it 13 play drive or something or 17 play drive yeah there was a here I've actually I've actually got the drive summaries here hang on yeah man there was a there I just know that there was a long drive that coach Whittingham really didn't like we didn't like it on defense it lasted too long some of it was because of penalty some of it was just because of scramble drill, you know, plays given up. 17-play drive. Yeah, 17-play drive. That's ridiculous, you know. And we ended up getting a, you know, stand or whatever, goal line stand. Yeah, goal line stand, yeah. But um, it's still, like, those type of plays are what, you know, kind of boost the other side stat sheet and what hurts us, you know. I think it was 70 yards total. Yeah, it was 17-play, it 74-yard was drive. Yeah. That lasted seven minutes and twenty eight seconds, uh, and ended up and ended up finishing in a turnover on downs. So imagine one. if we take that drive away, what what are their stats? Well, and they almost they yards. they almost scored a touchdown, but but the one but the one receiver I think it was on third down mm-hmm. had it in his hands and couldn't catch it. Yeah, I think it was Clay Moss. I think was yeah. his name. Yeah, um, had it in his hands, but he dropped it. Yeah, yeah, and then you guys, as far as the offense, so how much you guys were off the field? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a there was a ten play drive that ended up finishing in a field goal. That was the first drive of the game. Other than that, you, everything was single digits. You had an eight, eight, an eight play drive, a nine play drive. Didn't seem like the drives really stood that long. Yeah, yeah. And so, nah, it was like um, the play drives like that. You know, hurt um, in, a, in a good way. Uh, the good thing is that we stopped them. You know, but the tough thing is that they're just racking up stats and things. And I feel like that's what you know would uh, make a stat sheet lopsided in a way, in a way that we don't like it, but. I think, man, we we had a good performance. Um, we need to be better in the secondary at certain things, you know, certain understanding down the distance and stopping certain plays. But man, I'm just glad that we got out of there and we made some plays. Uh, we made we made some mistakes, some credible mistakes, but you know, mistakes that we can only learn from. And they're game one mistakes, you know. That's the good thing about it. Well, you guys only gave up one one touchdown. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't. A, and now, and that was when you guys were off the field, right? Yeah, when, I think when, we were. When did you end up coming out of the game for good? Uh, like the nine minute mark, fourth quarter. Okay, and and they are they had already or they they will went on to go and score a touchdown after. Yet, yeah, yeah, they hadn't scored yet. And then the other one was just a kickoff return, which wasn't your guys's. Not at all. So, fault. so yeah. So I feel like we did a good job of you know, and of course we're super hard on. So we're our, we're our biggest critic, and so mm-hmm. even if we even though we really didn't give up too much as we were in, um, there was still a lot to you know clean up. And Coach Scali was still on our butt, and Coach Shaw was on our butt in the secondary. Like, hey man, we. Hey, he he notices that we got potential, but we're still a lot to clean up, and we need to be better. You know? Two more things on this game, and then we'll uh, take a break and, and preview the uh, team down south, BYU. Devin Lloyd got a pick. Yeah. Should have been yours, right? That's right. And ended up coming off your helmet. <laughs> Did you actually know that uh, you were uh, that that he wasn't going to catch it and that no. it was going to land off your helmet? So my thought process was um, 
I was far away from him. I was covering another receiver down the field. It was and a lot of their big plays, man, were scramble drill. Four or five, four or five of their big biggest catches were all scramble drill. And so this was another one. Um, and so you know we're taught scramble drill. You plaster on the closest guy to you. Yeah. I ended up having a tight end. That that receiver he ran to the middle of the field and then came back to the ball. So. I ended up seeing, you know, uh, the quarterback's eyes, and I saw him not looking at my guy, but looking across the the field, and I noticed it. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm not going to make it in time to go try to snag this one. Um, he's going to catch it, and I'm going to kill him. And so <laughs> Just that's, straight up. that's what my mindset was. And so I flew in trying to go with the kill shot and had no idea that my mans didn't have good hands. And so as he tipped it, um, the ball, shoot, it hit my helmet. And then you got a guy like Devin Lloyd that's got hands like you know, and like he a dove for that thing. It was like I don't know how you even how he even seen it. I dove like right by him. It was like you had to have great concentration because I was coming in to friendly fire to hit everyone. Like I I thought I was gonna hit someone on my team. I was just thinking this guy's trying to catch the ball, and if I don't knock the ball out of his hands or knock his helmet off, I'm gonna be real mad. And so I kind of flew in and I just was like kamikaze, and um, <laughs> <laughs> and so. Then awesome. I didn't know I hit the ball, and so um, until afterwards, and then I saw, and then Devil was like, "Dude, that was your pick." I was like, "Well, I just thought, you know, being on if you're a receiver, you're supposed to catch the ball." I thought you're supposed to catch it. Yeah, and so you know, I had no idea, and um, I'm just glad someone grabbed it because I would have been mad if I would have hit it. It would have flew, and maybe someone else caught it on the other side. Maybe because I flew in with some heat. What if that ball would have traveled to the other side? Maybe a 17 or some mm-hmm. another receiver. Maybe he takes it. Who knows? And so I'm glad nothing crazy like that happened. Um, now let's talk about the uh, tributes for Ty Jordan. Let's do it. You guys, um, so it started off with, at, at the end of the first quarter, going into the second quarter, they uh, they had it covered up throughout the entire lightning delay, through the entire, you know, the wall, the uh, side walls in that Portal 22 was covered up, and so was over at where it would normally say Portal 22, um, in that north end zone area, in that north corner. Yeah. Um, they ended up unveiling it with Ty's family on on the field. His grandma was there, and and his aunt, and and obviously others. Um, did you get a chance to peek over to that as they were unveiling it? Did they yeah. did they allow you guys to, or were you guys yeah kind of game planning still? We were game planning, but we we definitely saw it. Um, even you know in between, I think it was a quarter they did uh, tribute, and they started showing his video. No. As fourth quarter was starting, yeah. Well, I'm talking about the moment of loudness here in a minute. But as you guys, yeah, as you guys saw that LLTJ, the the logo you guys yeah. wore on, on the side of your helmet for the spring game, that that hit my heart special way, man. We uh, when I saw it, I was like, you know, I immediately started just thinking back about Ty, and you know, I saw my guy looked over at them. I'm like, saw Aaron, and someone was holding him. You know, I'm like, man, this is special. I thought the timing was couldn't have been better, even though it was tough, you know, because you're trying to play a game and stuff. We needed that, and it was blessing also to see the other guys on the other team. You know, some guys are seen taking the knee, some guys are seen bowing their head, and it was just special to see that. It was like they uh, they also wore the LLTJ decal yeah. on the back of their helmet. We were state did. Yeah, yeah, and no, nah, I was super special for. You know, I saw they also posted um, number twenty two, mm-hmm. um, Shahid. He you know had on his helmet, and they posted him because he was number twenty two, and I thought that was special. You know, yeah, it was it was a good moment, man, and and also yeah. seeing Ty's family there. I know I know his grandma got really emotional when they were yeah. showing it. Grandma and auntie, yeah, man, the whole family, and you can only imagine when your baby's recognized in that type of way. First performance, you know, the reaction was just it, it had me speechless because it was special, you know, and I was just like, I wanted to go over there and hug her, you know, and hug the whole family because I understand what they're what they're going through and. 
I'm just glad that he was able to get recognized. And then, uh, as, as you're alluding to, there, so Kyle Whittingham voiced this video that was uh, played on the uh, Jumbotron in between the third and fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Um, rather than a moment of silence, did a moment of loudness to, to try and get the crowd to, to go to the mountaintop all the way up to the heavens for Ty to hear him. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm in a box where the windows kind of cover up. I kind of get a glimpse of, of what it sounds like. Yeah. But not it's not the real thing. Yeah. You're down on the field. What was how 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 electric was it? Man, it was ridiculously loud and I loved it. I loved every second of it because I feel like a moment of loudness was the only thing to do that was right. Um because Ty, every time he was on the field it was loud. You just every single play that, you know, he was in the game, you felt like this dude is about to do something special and more than time more than not he did, man, and it was always loud when he was on the field. So I felt like it was special and it was appropriate to do the moment of loudness and it made everybody smile. You know, we were all happy for that. How, how cool was it to, to light the U uh, after the win? Special, special. Um, and then we sang the fight song. It was, it was mm-hmm. awesome, man. It was, the first win is always, is always special. It's, it's, it's different with everyone. And I feel like, um, you know, I said before, treat every game like a Super Bowl. It really did feel like one. Uh, how how did the family enjoy the game? They loved it. They loved it. They um, I went to their hotel after the game. Um, hung out with them. Talked to my dad. He always gives me his own set of opinions. My dad is probably my second biggest critic. Mm-hmm. But um, he had you know he was like super proud. He's like son, you know I'm just so proud of you for you know the things that you did today. And you know we got some things to work on. He gave me his rundown on what I need to do better on. I won't even say, but. Everything, you know, I just, I love my dad because he's always like, hey, here's what you're doing. Here's what, here's how we get here. He's always got a plan. My dad, his wheels are always spinning. Yep. And that's why I love him, man, because, you know, him and Coach Shaw, they don't shy away from, you know, hiding anything from you. They're going to let you know. It's always uh, those bald-headed guys, man. <laughs> yeah, it is for sure. How, how does your mom handle the games? Does she just take it in as a fan or – now, my mom my mom knows more ball than people you know know because um actually Roy Carrington her brother my uncle um he played uh you know the Idaho Idaho State he was a big time running back at Long Beach Poly played with Herschel Dennis um and some guys um that were pretty pretty good you know Herschel Dennis played with Reggie Bush at SC and so and Lindale White and guys yeah. like yeah and so uh, he was the football of the family and now it's me and my little brother we're trying to carry the torch so my mom knows a little bit more ball than people know my mom's always just like she's like i'm just so proud of you and everything and she sometimes i can tell when she's not proud there's been some you know some some games in high school where i'm like i don't want to walk over there to my family <laughs> because i know and, and it's all out of love because my yeah. parents are like they both know ball and they're both like hey you need to do something different next week you know and so and i love them because they always smile my mom's the sweetest, you know, loving angel, but um, she knows ball enough to know when, hey, I feel like either I feel like I didn't have a good game or she knows based on my dad's demeanor, hey, he need to do something different next week or he need to be better. That's why I love him because they're my second biggest critics after myself. What about B and your uh, sister? My brother and my sister. My brother's more of a goofy goober. He's a goofball, man. He, like, uh, certain games he's – like if I go up against it, he he'll ask me if I go up against a tough matchup, you know, and maybe it didn't go my way. Like in high school, he'd be like, "How was that game? How you know?" He'll ask me. I'm like, "How do you think it went, Bryce?" <laughs> and so that guy, we we both tease each other. I'm like, "Ooh, that was a tough matchup for you." Huh? 
And, you know, certain games that we'll just go back and forth. And being DBs, we both understand the struggle and, you know, how hard the position is. So, you know, only we can really joke around the way that we joke around. And we both, you know, we we both know that we're both supremely confident. So nothing really is going to hurt us, you know, when it comes to each other joking around and, you know, being hard on each other. My sister, man, she don't understand the game enough to know what I'm doing wrong. So I know I can go to her, you know, if everybody in the family is like, we don't want to talk to you, you didn't do good. <laughs> my sister's going to be like, Clark, yeah, I love you. And I'm going to be like, dang, I forgot about the game for that mo- for that moment, you know, <laughs> for that special moment. So yeah. I love Carrington. One is in the books. Hopefully 13, 13 more games. 13 more Super Bowls. Ho- hopefully 13 more. And you guys have got a pretty big one coming up here on Saturday. You guys will be heading down to Provo to face BYU. I can say BYU. You, right. you can't, though. TDS. Make sure you guys follow Clark on Twitter at ClarkPhillips21 and at ClarkPhillips the third, three eyes on Instagram. So we're gonna we're gonna preview that game. Let's do it. You ready to talk about the Cougars coming up next? Those guys. Those guys? Those guys, that's it. Those those dudes in blue. Those dudes in blue, man. Alright, we're gonna talk about the rivalry game coming up next here on Faith Family and Football. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, it's Faith Family Football with Clark Phillips III, powered by KSLSports.com. Trevor Allen here with you, along with Utah cornerback Clark Phillips. We uh, just talked about the Utah win over Weber State, which was a solid win for you guys. That's right, man. Uh, Moving on now. But uh, now, you guys got the first game out of the way. You guys have got some things to improve on. You guys know that. Kyle Whittingham made it very well known after the game. Um. But you've got a a turnaround, and you, it's not a short turnaround. You guys have got nine days from when you guys ended with with Weber State, and you guys have to head down I fifteen about forty five minutes um, to South. BYU. And I know you don't use those those three letters, but I will. Yeah, um, it, it's TDS to you guys, right? That's right. Team down south. So you didn't get to play in this rivalry game last year because it was canceled. Yep, which was an absolute shame because Zach Wilson. Was starting to have that whole, you know, really good, really good season, the Heisman hype, yeah, and all of that, and now he's off to the NFL because of that really solid season. So, just first off, kind of going all the way back from when you were back in high school, what did you know about the Utah BYU rivalry while you were being recruited? 
Man, I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know too much. Not in high school. Um, you know, with me being committed somewhere else, you know, I, I didn't really get very much time to study. But as soon as I, you know, started talking about, you know, coming to Utah, that's when I realized that that rivalry, man, between the two schools, you know, Utah and, and those guys down south, uh, that's when I realized that hey, yeah, this this thing is serious. And so now, like, I've been able to kind of study. Whittingham's been doing little educational things, you know, every day ever since we were state ended. Just you know, sending little things out. He even told us after the game in our last team meeting, hey, you know, now we got a real game. Now we got those guys down south, you know, and so. We, I've been trying to take it upon myself to even get some little education, you know, to understand these guys and understand the rivalry more because, I mean, shoot, I haven't played in it, but I understand, you know, the magnitude of the game. I, I've heard a lot of fans take that whole, the whole perception of Utah overlooks BYU now. That it's, you know, because you guys have won nine straight games, you guys kind of overlook them. It's not really a rivalry anymore, mm-hmm. but Within the team, especially coming from Coach Witt and some of those coaches, it's still pretty serious. It's serious. Game. it's serious, man. And I'll tell you, you know, Coach Whittingham told us that basically, from our understanding, no one on either side of you know the rivalry has ever won more than ten games straight, which is ten years uh, straight. And so we're on number nine right now. You just said, and so we're trying to get to that ten game straight, and then hopefully now we can, you know, basically, you know, say that we're 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 way more superior than they are, and. So that's the goal. That's that this year we treat every game, you know, we said it last week like a Super Bowl and, you know, this is probably the biggest Super Bowl for us right now. I know that a lot of you guys have not played in this rivalry with either transfers, young guys. I mean, it was a whole new defense last year basically besides Devin and Mika. Um, what have those guys said to you about the rivalry game and what to expect going into it, especially with it being played down in Provo? Yeah. Uh, well, I talked to, you know, a couple of, well, actually months ago, actually last year when we still thought that we were going to play against him, JD told me that it was pretty crazy. JD, one of the receivers, he was like, dude, you know, I've gotten, you know, all type of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, said, done, all type, you know, and so it's crazy. And so he just told me, you know, back last year, hey, be ready for this. And so I feel like I've had a whole year of preparation. Devin, all older guys, Mika, they definitely do a good job of, imp- of impressing the fact that, hey, this is serious and we take it serious, they take it serious, even though we've won nine games straight. We, you know, there's a possibility of it going either way, and so we want to make sure that we prepare this week and we prepare like it's, you know, the Pac-12 championship. BYU fans haven't been in your DMs or mentions lately, at least as of right now, yet, right? I haven't checked. I haven't checked. Haven't Not checked? yet. I haven't checked yet. So going dark. Yep, yep. And I'm trying to stay off. The only reason I'm really on the uh, social media right now is for this podcast, man. There you so, go. You know, for this podcast, and so I feel like. Um, you know, as long as we keep it that way, I don't need to know what goes down, you know, my DMs in, in regards to BYU guys. Yep, I said it. <laughs> All right. Well, he, so, he, I'm saying BYU. Yeah, that, so that's, we're, that's crazy. we're planning on smashing them this coming week. And so that, that's, the, that's the biggest focus right now, man. And, you know, when I talk to Devin and Mika and all those guys, they're like, you know, it started really probably from the moment we left the field. You know, we were state. We were like BYU time. Or TDS time. <laughs> TDS time. Yeah. And so, you know, as soon as we got in the locker room, man, we just we were like, all right, now it's time to, you know, shift gears. All right, let's go. Time to go. What does Kyle Whittingham say about that? Because I think everybody knows Kyle was a great linebacker for BYU back in the day. He also started his coaching career as a GA for Coach Edwards uh, back when he was there. And now he, he moves up to Utah and has been there forever. I mean, he's now known as a Utah man, but... What is Kyle Whittingham's perception of this rivalry? Because he'll he'll give us different answers mm-hmm. talking to the media that it's just another game, but as we've already talked about, it's it's really not. 
Man, it's really personal. Coach Coach Witt, you know, he um he definitely lets us know how serious the game is to him by just, you know, giving us all education. No other game do we have, you know, prior education about, you know, the, the rivalry, the streak, you know, and, you know, what those guys mean to us, which is, hey, we got to dominate them. They don't, you know, mean anything to us other than the fact that we're going to win and we're going to win every time that we play them. And so that's that's kind of the perception that we get from him. Uh, we did, you know, I know, of course, that he was there at one point. And so, you know, I think that probably plays more into the rivalry piece of him really taking it personal. And, of course, his relationship with the coaching staff up there is probably one that's special and one that makes it even more important to him to win, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, did BYU ever offer you a scholarship? Yeah. How did that whole recruiting process go with them? Uh, they offered me. Um, <laughs> is that all you're going to say? <laughs> they offered me. It, but it got as far as an offer. It that's got as far funny. as an offer. You know, they uh, – you know, as soon as I just knew that I wanted to go, if I was going to go to a school, I wanted to go to the Big Brother school. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And I know that you're not the only player who's ever had that whole mindset of going to a team that's in a conference, a Power Five conference, mm-hmm. you know, Big Boy conference, any of that stuff. Um, now, there's a lot of players that you're very, very familiar with. Yeah. Whether it's on film whether it's on you know playing with or playing against. I know last year you went up against Pukunakua yeah. up in Washington. He's now in Provo. That's right. He didn't play on, on Saturday against against the Wildcats. And Samson played, it uh, sounds like one play where he, he, he was on the hands team for an onside kick. You went up against Samson during practices. Yeah. What is it going to be like seeing Samson in blue when you go down to Provo when you're used to seeing him in red? Man, it'll be it'll be different. Um, I've you know thought about it, but you know prior to this week, I haven't really given it any thought. He's just another guy. Uh, now that he's with them, you know he's that he's a part of the team down south, and you know now now we've got to treat him like he's a part of them because he is. And you know that team, man, they're gonna get smashed, and it sucks to be a part of them right now. That's that that's some bold stuff right there, Clark. Yeah. But I mean, there's also a lot of people who believe that there's a talent gap. Yeah. And I mean, to be honest, there is. I mean, people are like, okay, well, Zach Wilson. Zach Wilson had to develop and he didn't he, he didn't have great seasons until this last year. And we can go into why it is, but again, this isn't about Zach Wilson. This is about the the twenty twenty one BYU Utah game. Yeah. Um there's also other guys in in Neil Pau who played really really well against against the Wildcats on Saturday. There's also Gunnar Romney. What are some of the tendencies? What are some of the strengths of those guys? And what are you going to need to do to be on your game to be able to shut them down? Great question. So I you know I look at it as you know they've got of course guys from from Utah which and Puka um, some other guys as well and then or not Puka but Samson and then Puka of, of course their brothers and I think that um they've got a different game they got a different game style. Uh, Samson's a little bit taller. He can, you know, I feel like make a, a deep ball grab that I don't know how much Puka is going to do. He's more of, I feel like, an intermediate route runner. He's a little bit stronger, I believe. And then Gunnar Romney, he can run the route tree. That guy's been there for some time now. I've done some study on him from the 2019 film. Um, he's done, He did some great things. And, you know, just even last season, I think he did some great things. And I'm excited, man, because they got some weapons that I don't think a lot of people account for. And I think it's just going to, you know, add to my resume when I put that film on them. When you uh, started hearing about all the rivalry stories, mm-hmm. when when you first arrived on campus, did your eyes kind of go big and like, man, this is serious this now? Is yeah, man. And I was excited because, I mean, even while I was committed to the Buckeyes, there was a rivalry, you know, the 
Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. The team down there. Uh, I t- actually, we call them, yeah, the team, no, the team up north is what we call Yeah, them. team up north, yeah. yeah. And so, um, yeah, so I was kind of used to their whole rivalry thing. And so when I was, when I, as soon as I committed here, I was like, okay, cool, let's do it. And it, the coincidentally, I was, you know, red when I was going to be going Buckeyes, and I was red, I'm red now. And that team up there was blue, and the team that we're playing against is blue. So there's some similarity a little bit, and so it wasn't too hard to transition my mindset to, hey, I don't like blue. That's actually <laughs> that's actually an interesting way to look at it. I yeah. mean, I guess that you can add that to the list of why you picked Utah because they wear red and their rival is blue. And yeah, same with the Buckeyes. I mean, you couldn't you couldn't say that with. Oklahoma and Texas, not at all, and you know some of these other rivalries. But no, that that is actually really interesting that that, that you mentioned that. Um, now, have you heard anything about of, of what to expect as far as the environment down in Provo um, from the fans and anything like that? I know, I know, I know. You mentioned JD um, Jalen Dixon was talking about that, and I think a lot of that was not only people yelling at him on onto the field, but I know that there were some people in his DMs that said yeah. some really bad things. Yeah. That I'm not even going to repeat here, just because it's it's horrific stuff and should not be allowed anywhere. And and hopefully proper action was taken. But as far as the way of dealing with the fans, have you guys, especially the guys who haven't played in this rivalry game, have you guys been kind of coached up on how to handle it? Yeah, somewhat. Um, the the coaches do a great job of you know kind of giving us fair warning. Um, and of course, a lot of those stories, like how you just mentioned, you know, it's got to come from the players because those are, those are guys that I feel like that are going to experience it. I'm um, the coaches that probably go through their fair share, but I feel like the players are, you know, we have pretty close contact with the fans as we run through tunnels and things like that. And of course, the DMs are always open. You know, fans feel like they got an easy access to a guy within, you know, a heartbeat. And so, I feel like for me personally, I don't, I'm not too worried about it because I went through, you know, a little bit. You know, when I decommitted from Ohio State, you know, that fan base is crazy. There's a lot of anger and a lot of hate, man. My all my most recent posts, man, were were flooded with with fan with angry fans. You know. And so I was I was pretty used to it. Um, now I'm just like I'm able to kind of, you know, kind of block those things out. And I take it with a grain of salt. It's hard. You know, I don't really think about it. I just focus on the game. And, you know, the angrier that they are, the better I think it'll be because we're smashing them. So my goal is to make them even more angry. Do you uh, do you like the eight eight o'clock kickoffs, the eight fifteen kickoffs? I love it, man. I, I love it. I feel like I play faster in the dark. Really? When the lights are on, yeah. I feel like I play a little bit fast. Maybe it's just, I don't know. Maybe it's psychological, but I just feel like... Um, You're also going to be on national television. Yeah, yeah. The the big the big screen. And so yeah. I'm excited for that, man. I think um, that'll make, you know, our guys rise to the occasion. You know, me, I love to play, you know, when it's most important. Those big moments, big big-time plays. You know, I know you heard it. Big-time players make big-time plays and big-time games. So I feel like, you know, we're going to rise to the occasion. I don't know about those guys, but we're, we're going to do our job. And, shoot, man, I'm excited, man, to make that, what is it, 45-minute drive? Real All right. <laughs> there you go. That is Clark Phillips on the on the rivalry game, and it is going to be exciting. We're going to be down there. KSL Sports will have you covered from wall to wall on that game. Uh, as I, I, I'm going to be heading down to Provo. I'm going to make the long drive as well. It's not the shortest drive for me. I'll say that for sure. But uh, we'll have you covered, and uh, you're you're just ready to go. I mean, it, is 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 that the crappy part about Thursday games where you guys still have to wait even longer for a, a Saturday game? Um, in a way, but you know, when when you have to wait a, uh, a little bit longer for a game like this, I say you get up for it and you take advantage of all the extra time, man. Now we got some extra time to study these guys. 
All right, and then we've also got got some time coming up on the other side. Is uh, Pops going to join us? I don't think so. Not today. He you don't got think church, so? man. He got uh, church, so. Well, we're going to yeah, have to get him next, next time. Next time. But we do have college and NFL picks coming up. Uh, Clark may be winning the college picks between us. I'm not going to oh, confirm yeah. or deny. You thought I forgot, until, huh? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. I was hoping, but I guess not. But we'll, we'll make our college football picks for week two and our week one NFL picks coming oh, yeah. up on the other side here on Faith Family Football. segment of faith family and football with clark phillips another great week another great show and i'm sure we'll have an even better show next week when we recap a win over the team down south potentially that's right man that's right i think um it'll be a great one next week after we recap recap that win for sure um are you ready to make some picks let's do it First, we got to talk about you know your losses and my wins. No, we don't need. No, we're good. <laughs> we're, we're we're just gonna skip over that. Um, no, we'll we'll end up talking about it. Hey, I'm willing to take my lumps a little bit. That's right. Uh, you and I were both wrong on UCLA beating LSU. Yeah. Uh, I I mean I think it's a mixture of the Bruins being really good, um, but also debatable that LSU is okay. Yeah, they yeah. they may be overrated. Yeah. Just a smidge. Um, I did get the Penn State over Wisconsin one. You had the Badgers. Yep, I think I chose Penn State first, and you know I was feeling bad, so I gave. Oh, them. stop <laughs> it! No, you were the one who was going to go for the Badgers. I was like, I think I'm going to go for uh, for <laughs> the uh, the Lions because my even though my in laws live in Wisconsin, yeah, so I was going against family, um, which is against what we do on the show. Uh, Alabama, we both had. We both had the tie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's just say their quarterback looks pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah. My guy. My guy, Bryce Young, man. So you know Spe- him. Special. Yeah. Special performance, man. We we actually met each other on the seven hundred seven circuit. Well, first we met each other. Shoot, going against each other when I was at Bosco. He was at Modern Day. And mm-hmm. then uh, after that, man, it's just uh, it just kind of it went from there, man. When you see all those guys on the circuit, we um. We just kind of all kind of get tight and we get close and we go against each other in the seven on seven world and see each other at big time camps, you know, the opening finals, things like that. And shoot, you build a mutual respect for each other. And then you see him doing his thing out of school and he sees me doing my thing, you know, and I just wish him the best. Yeah, I'm not going against Alabama until someone does it. Yeah. To where I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, I picked the Raging Cajuns over Texas and Texas won pretty handily. Yeah. Um and you had Texas so there's there's your one win. And then the other one where I was wrong, I went with Clemson. I thought they would be better. They Heck weren't. No. no. Georgia's defense is legit. They are. 
That's a legit defense. No touchdowns? No touchdowns to Clemson. Yeah. Now, if Trevor Lawrence was playing, I don't know. Yeah, debatable. I mean, Georgia D- still has a great defense. But DJ, DJ's pretty good, too. DJ Uangolele. Yeah. yeah, he's young. He's my guy, too. Um, so, you went 3-2. and two. Yep. I went 2-3. and three. So, who took the dub? Just for one gotcha. week, it was you, gotcha. but that's okay. Oh, yeah. We're awesome. gonna we're gonna change it up. <laughs> now, week one, you know, we're still starting off. Everyone kind of had a rough week, and you know, including yourself. But you know, I know that we're gonna get better, and you're gonna get better as weeks go on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, all right, here we go. You ready? Let's do it to make picks for Let's college football for week two. Let's do it. Uh, two teams that you had strong ties to: uh, Oregon, who you almost had an instant commitment with their jerseys. Yeah, going on the road to the shoe. To take on the Ohio State Buckeyes, uh, sorry. who who you got to go verbally to Ohio State. You're going with Ohio State, yeah. yeah. I Oregon didn't look good against Fresno State, even without Kayvon Thibodeau. Yeah. I if Kayvon Thibodeau plays, I still don't think Oregon's going to win that game. Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. I, I think we're both going with the Buckeyes. Go Bucks. Well, you don't need to say that, but <laughs> all right. Sorry, I'm writing this down. All right, Iowa. At Iowa State. Both are ranked. Uh, Iowa State has Brees Hall. I got to go with Iowa State. Going with Iowa State? Yeah. I'm going with Iowa. I'm yeah. going to go with the upset, Iowa. So you're going Iowa State? Iowa State's going to work them. Nah. This will be week two weeks in a row, Trev. I was very hesitant on putting this game in here, but I wanted to get some Pac-12 games in here. Um, Washington. Mm. After losing to... By the way... What's up with the Pac-12? Okay, you have the North that goes one in five, yeah. and that's Oregon barely beating Fresno State is yeah. the one. But you have Washington State losing to Utah State, which your boy Jaden Delora played in yeah. in that game as well. And then you had Washington losing to Montana out of the FCS, the Big Sky, and they're ranked at home. That's just terrible. Yeah. You guys don't play Washington this year. Yeah. Um, and then. Cal loses to Nevada, but Nevada's a Mountain West contender. Yeah. But still, you're a Pac-12 school. They're Mountain West for a reason. And then, let's see, Oregon State lost to Purdue on the road, which, yeah, yeah, it is what it is. So, and then Stanford loses to Kansas State at Jerry World. So, but then the Pac-12 South goes 5-1. and one. The only loss was Arizona to the team down south. I think we need to mix up the Pac-12 South and the North. Not- I don't know. <laughs> so you guys have got a pretty competitive. Yeah, we do. We because, gotta- well, the Sun Devils played Southern Utah, which they're they're struggling right now. You guys yeah. played Weber State. USC played San Jose State, and the defense looked really good. I thought the offense was, eh, all right. Mm-hmm. They, they were okay. They, they were able to get enough done. Yeah. Um, And then, who else was there? Oh, um. Colorado beat Northern Colorado, yeah. which, as you should. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, the Pac-12 South looks pretty good. I agree. The North I just agree. doesn't. Yeah, man. I uh, so I watched all those games, man, and, or most of them, and there was a couple that surprised me, man. I was like... Do you have any faith that Washington can turn things around and go to the big house and beat Michigan? Yeah. You think so? Yeah, you're going. I got. I got to ride with with uh with with the Pac-12 man. Just I don't know because I know that was week one. That was week one. I got faith in Jimmy Lake, uh, and then I got faith in Trent McDuffie. Got faith in Buki, faith in Buki, and a couple other guys on that roster that I think can make some things happen. And you know, shoot, man, I just got. I got to ride with my pack, man. 
because you know you you're said, going Washington over Michigan, well, who just lost to Montana. You know I can't go with that team. You know exactly. Oh yeah, why. that's right. Well, you know what? I'll be happy to take <laughs> Michigan in that one, and that's where I'm going with this one. Can't go with that blue team, man. Not up north. Well, can't go up north with it. Well, you're going with the other blue team that's in Seattle. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> which could technically be a rival to you guys. Yeah. Um, all right. So you're going Washington. I'm going Michigan. All right. Stanford at USC, an early Pac-12 clash. <sighs> USC's ranked. Yeah. Coming off of a win. Stanford coming off of a loss. The offense didn't look very good. It's SC. It's SC. SC, yeah. Yeah. I'm going with the same. Yep. Okay. So we might be one-to-one. Uh, we'll end up finding out because here, here's a, uh, a, a toss-up. I, I want to throw in some wrenches of just not really knowing the matchups. Yeah. Uh, we're going to go with California. So Cal at TCU. Mm, TCU. TCU? I'm going with Cal. Oh, let's do it. Let's do it. TCU all So day. much for you back in the pack, huh? <laughs> Man, TCU has about 4,000 students. So they got a lot of <laughs> – so they got a lot of, you know, their football players make up half their campus, man. So they can put a lot into those guys. I have faith in the fact that, you know, that they're going to get this thing done. Um, now, as far as NFL picks, you ready to make some of those? Yeah, let's do it. I haven't kept up on the NFL. Strike out. I, haven't, I haven't kept up on the NFL as much as I should. Yeah. By same. the way, do you, do you have a favorite team? Arizona Cardinals. That's not cool, man. <laughs> That's not cool. Why not? Although I do like Lecky Fo too, he's a good dude. Yeah, I love him too, man. And I so it started off, you know, I love Pat Pete. Pat Pete's yeah, somebody. I, I, I had follow. a feeling that was coming. Yeah, Pat Pete's someone I've been following since I was a little boy, and so as soon as I started playing corner, I just you know, Pat Pete was a guy I watched. Larry Fitzgerald, man. I what was about a, what about Jalen Johnson, huh? What about the love for <laughs> for, for your guy, Jalen Johnson, who's playing for the Bears? Well, the Bears got some growing to do on me. I think Jalen's got to commit a couple more years to that team and that organization before I can flip flop. You know, it's even, only been even Khalil Mack is on that. Khalil team? Mack as well. He was, you know, he was on the Raiders for what one, two years. Yeah, and then they the let him go stupidly. Yeah, like that was why dumb. would they do that? And so, which is fine because I hate the Raiders. The so Bears have made some. They made some organizational, you know, problems. There's, you know, there's some decisions that I don't agree with, and so I got to still do some. You know, even though my dog, my big bro, Jalen Johnson is on that team, they still got some growing to do on me. I know that your your pops is a Raiders fan, right? Yeah, sadly, I know. I I have a hard time with that. I'm a I'm a Denver Broncos He's fan. He's slowly so. flipping though. I'm not gonna lie. To who? I don't know. He, you know, what what team does he really, really? Oh, he likes the Rams now. He's starting to like the Rams, Uh-oh. and he's starting to like the. Yeah, he's starting to like the Rams. I think because of Ramsey, he just likes the way that they fly around. And their Aaron defense, Donald and Aaron Donald. You got two of the best guys at nuts. at those positions. That dude's nuts. And so I think he's starting to like the way that they fly around. He has some some guys that he likes in the league, but I feel like I don't know if he flips, it'd probably be the Rams. It's already crazy to think that that the NFL season's kicking off this week, Thursday night. Man, T. Burge was making some plays. I just, you know, I was saying on that, you know, topic yeah. of the Rams. I was oh, thinking about that. I'm like, wow. Just, just a little teaser. We are going to pick the Rams game on here, but okay. we'll get to that here in a minute. Well, you know, that's my pick. Whoever they're going against, Super Bowl, you know, champs, whoever, you know, I don't even know who they play against. <laughs> but I'm going with the Rams. Uh, we're going to go with the the uh, first game that we're going to pick is the first one that uh, kicks off the uh, season. It'll be seen on KSL Five TV. The Dallas Cowboys. Mm. Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott, and the boys. Yeah, heading to Champa Bay to take on Tom Brady and the yeah. and the Buccaneers. I think we both know who's winning that. I think we do too. <laughs> <laughs> Buccaneers. Yeah, yeah. I think we both know who's winning. All that right, one. so we're going Bucks in that one. Now here, here's one. Uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Big mm, Ben. I like that on Defense. the road. 
against your boy Zach Moss. Mm, the Bills. And the Bills. You're going with the Bills? Easy. I like Zach Moss. He's a good dude. I enjoyed covering him. Don't do this. Don't do this. I'm going Pittsburgh. Ah, uh, don't. <laughs> I'm going to have to. Tell Zach that you're going against him on. Do this not one. tell him that because if I'm trying to get an interview with him, yeah, this one, this one, this one won't sit well with him. I don't think he'll forget this one. Well, I'm sorry, Zach. I'll I'll pick you guys to win the AFC. That's fine. As long as it's not the Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs. Um. All right. Now a couple of other Ute ties. I, I kind of threw this one in there. The Seattle Seahawks, mm-hmm. Blair, Ooh. Blair and Barton. Yeah. Did you see that play that they both made? Yeah. Together? Yeah. That was sick. Strip was sack. Sick. Strip sack. And, and then, then Blair running, runs it in. Yeah. And freaking, that was awesome. You couldn't have asked for a better. Because those, I think, are the only two Utes that are on the Seahawks. I want to get the picture of when, you know, Barton's stripping it and Blair's like about to grab the ball. And, you know, I want to get that one framed. That's a special picture to put like in the RSMB, you know, defensive staff room. Absolutely. Like. Tell a, tell a Scowie to get on that. Yeah. Um, all right, so Barton and Blair and the Seahawks going on the road to take on Julian Blackman and the Indianapolis Colts. Sorry, Julian. Uh, Got to go with the Seahawks. I'm going Colts. Really? Yeah. That's crazy. Seahawks aren't going to be that good on offense, other than other than DK Metcalf. I'm, yeah. I'm going to draft that dude. Who's guarding him? On that team. I don't. <laughs> no crap. one. <laughs> crap. I he might, might I have might, 400 yards receiving. I might have dug myself a hole here. <laughs> this might be two weeks in a row, Trev. I'm just telling you. Well, got I mean, there's only one way to go then, right? Yep. <laughs> okay. The Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, the pissed off Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Going yeah. to New Paid Orleans. <laughs> going to New Orleans or wherever they're they're playing at, obviously, with, with her and Kay and Ida. Um, the New Orleans Saints with Jameis Winston. At quarterback. Interesting. But then you have Alvin Kamara. You have Michael Thomas, if he can be healthy. Yeah. Who are you going with? Saints. Saints? Yeah. I'm going Pack. Go, Pack, go. Yeah. Man, we're They're like gonna, opposite on these ones, man. Yeah. I just got faith in the fact that the Saints and Michael Thomas are going to go over the top of Jairi Alexander. Yeah. Not, not <laughs> I'm lying. I couldn't say that one with confidence. <laughs> exactly. But are you going to go with the Saints? I'm going with the Saints. I got confidence in, you know. Jameis Winston's going to throw another 30 picks this year. Don't do that. No. Jameis Winston is a baller. And then Taysom Hill, right there with him. I think. um, Wait, are you rooting for for a TDS alum? Yeah. Yeah. I got to say, that's. He's he's in Utah. He's, you know, it's always Utah over anyone. You know, by the time we get to the league, when he was at, you know, that school, of course I couldn't root for him. I love how he he goes out of his way to not say BYU. (laughs) When he was at that school, then I couldn't root for him. But now the fact that he's in the NFL and he's representing Utah as as a state, then, you know, I can, hey, I really want your success, you know. But if he were to ever put on that jersey again, I'd have to disown him. Well, he. Ran out of eligibility years ago, so <laughs> you don't have to worry about that. Uh, final one. Chicago Bears at the LA Rams. That's Sunday night football Bears. that you'll be able to see on KSL 5 TV. Bears. Bears? Even though I love the, the Rams. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I love the Rams, man, I love what their defense does, and they got two of my favorite defensive players, and Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. I got to go with my dog, Jalen Ramsey. I'm going with or Matt I gotta Gay. I got to go with my dog, Jalen Johnson. I'm going with Terrell Burgess, Matt Gay, and Aaron Donald to beat up. Who Andy Dalton at quarterback? Yeah. You're yeah. really gonna go with Andy Dalton at quarterback, even though your boy Justin Fields is I'm going, over there. I'm going with Jalen Johnson. That's who I'm going with. That's who I'm going. I got faith in the fact he's gonna get seven pick sixes. <laughs> That's four more than you did in your high school game. 
Hey man, he's doing it at that level, man. Nah, I, on a serious note, I really do. I got, I got faith in the fact he's gonna have a big season. This is contract. This is at, him. this is at SoFi though. Yeah, it's gonna be, yeah, it's gonna be a turned up game, and it may not go the way that I think it is, but I got faith in. My I'm gonna dog, smash man. you in NFL picks. <laughs> you may get me in college, but if I can get you in NFL, I'll do it. <laughs> Man, I'm still learning the NFL game. I'm still in college, so I understand, you know, the ranks and well, how it works. Start so. learning about some of these franchises because you're going to be playing for one of them here in the next couple of years. No, the Rams would be a good one to transition to. Jalen be closer to home. Ram. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. It, I chose I chose a school out of California, so I think um, it'll be only right if I, I am going to beg John Elway and the Denver Broncos to draft you. Just saying, I'm going to send a so letter. So why are you trying to send me to Denver? Because they need a corner. <laughs> I know that's true. I haven't heard of a good corner since they, they, Aqib Tlaib. They only have the. They, they actually drafted the kid out of Alabama, Patrick Sertain. Oh, Sertain. He's been yeah, killing. Sertain. He had a pick six. Yeah, he did. But then they went and traded, or like everybody else is on the trade block. Wow. All the other corners except for him. Wow, that's crazy. And he's. He. I think he's going to be a franchise player. Which he needs someone to play alongside of him that's in a true. couple years. That's true. Come on, John Elway. By that Do time, one good thing in your career. I think that'll be a good, you know, opportunity, you know, if they do, you know, want to pick up a guy like myself because by that time he'll be an established, you know, all pro corner. That means where else are they going to throw the ball? They're going to throw it at me and, you know, hopefully I can go and snag some of those things. Um, hopefully I just, Brady's still in the league so I can take it from him. <laughs> he might be. I know, huh? He'll be 53 by that time. No. I mean, jeez, he might be. No, he's uh, he's been in the league a long time and – if he keeps winning Super Bowls, you can't really blame him, right? Yeah, yeah. Just keep um, on going. By the way, just a random selection. Who is your who? Who's you going with to win the Super Bowl? Just, just knowing what you know, obviously it could Rams. be a, out in left field. Rams. Rams. I think the Broncos have a better chance of winning the Super Bowl than the Rams. The no, Lambs are going to really dominate don't. the Broncos. Yes, they will, um, because everybody will. Because John Elway doesn't know how to scout a quarterback and smack him in the face. Huh? I think the Raiders will beat the Broncos. Probably. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, people know on Twitter I'm very critical of John Elway. I know he's not the GM anymore. Yeah, he still has a say though. Yeah, and he can't scout a quarterback if it slapped him in the face. <laughs> like Case Keenum. Yeah. Trevor Simeon. Yeah. While he has a great first name, but he sucked. Yeah. Paxton Lynch. You know. Kyle Orton. Some guys are better players. Tim Tebow. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm a long-suffering Bronco. I mean, okay, Peyton Manning, the sheriff, by the way. Yeah. The GOAT. Well, one of the GOATs. Yeah. Um, He came in and saved Denver. So really? I'm just going to say. I agree. To win a Super Bowl. I'm just going to leave it at that. So. Oh, yeah. Well, pretty good show today, huh? Great one. Great one. Now it's all about going 2-0 and on the week. That's right. Well, 1-0 and on this week. 2 and 2-0 and on the season. TDS, by the way, I don't think BYU has any kind of nickname for you guys. I think they, they just call you Utah. Yep. That that tells you who takes the rivalry more serious. I'm pretty sure that this is the like Super Bowl for them, and it really means that much to them. Yeah. To where you guys may act like that on game week. Yeah. But once you're on other games, it's really it's like, oh, that's just a blip on the radar. Yeah. That 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 that's just the way I look at it from yeah. you know a media point of view. Yeah. What do I know? <laughs> Good job, man. We'll de- we'll definitely talk to you next week. Good luck in in Provo on Saturday. Appreciate you, Trev. Can't wait to dominate those guys. All right, there you go. That's Clark Phillips the third. I'm Trevor Allen. Thank you for listening to Faith Family Football. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>